it's a good and a bad thing to be in an age that we're in now where we have the ability to learn more about spirituality everywhere. Like this podcast, scrolling through TikTok, anywhere and everywhere if you're curious about spirituality, you can learn anything, whether it actually relates to what's important to you or not. And that leads us to what Ashley and I were having a really wonderful conversation about yesterday and decided towards the end, actually brought up this idea of discernment in your values and in identifying things that do or do not resonate with you. And when she talked about discernment, we were talking about, does this benefit me or does this benefit the collective? We found that to be a really beautiful place to stop the conversation between the two of us and invite the collective in. I'm Kylie. I'm Ashley. Welcome to our first episode of our podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Ash, I feel like we already talked for hours and hours and hours about (laughs) spirituality. So this is just having like a camera in the mix too which I'm really excited about. But you were the one that brought up this idea yesterday of discernment and really using that as a way of filtering through all of the information that can come at us from all the angles and ensure that things you're absorbing and taking on and applying to your life actually do benefit the collective. I wanted to see if you have some thoughts you wanted to share at the beginning. Yeah, when it comes to the time that we're living in right now, when it comes to spirituality, there's so many different routes to go and so many ideas, especially with the internet. Everyone has a platform to share their opinions, their ideas, their ideology. When we're faced with all this information, I I find it really important to use discernment in what does this belief mean for me? What does this belief mean for us as a whole? How does it apply to everyone and not just apply to our own lives? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Something that kind of sparked the conversation with Ashley and I about this specifically recently was actually a video that challenged both of our belief systems a bit. I agree. And in the video, towards the end of the video, right, it's talking about manifesting things with the universe and then receiving something and being grateful to the universe or to God or whomever, whatever word you like to use in that way. We, we say the universe, but um, saying, oh, I got this because I manifested this. In turn, maybe I was chosen to get this. Hello, bandit, perfect angel baby. And there are a lot of people that really do need help, right? They, they need things. There are people starving. There are awful things happening in the world. Why you, not them? And that really did challenge something that we believe in our core. And we had to really mull over over probably several hours of like, how does this even like fit into our belief system? And exactly what Ashley was just talking about is how we, we landed things is there are beliefs that you can have that are very self-serving, right? This serves me and my family who cares about everybody else, but we are everybody else. And that's something that we often forget is, I am you, you are me, I'm him, we're everyone and everything that's around us all the time. And there is that duality in life, right? Great things can happen in one person's life and at the exact same time, some of the most awful things can be happening in another person's life. And this idea of that person, you know, it's just God's favorite, right? That doesn't really make a heck of a lot of sense because there there are children suffering, right? And as you think about it, good and bad happens in our lives too, right? Like I have good days, I have bad days. We all have that. And our world is just an example of what happens within our own lives happening in the collective's life, right? And in the universe's life. But it still is uncomfortable. Something that... I've been processing the past couple days since our conversation about that, the idea of escapism and spirituality. When, I, when I'm thinking about discernment, I'm thinking about what, what ideas do other people put out there 
do they enable you to leave this reality that we're actually facing right now? Um, because like you said, there are people in the world that are struggling, that are suffering, that are having a harder time, and they're all a part of us. Christianity is the first thing that comes to my mind where it's like there's this idea that Jesus is going to come down and save us and there's going to be a rapture and then the chosen ones will be lifted from this earth and somewhere I want to choose to use discernment is what ideas and spirituality neglect the responsibility that we have to this planet to our brother where it's like there's this idea that Jesus is going to come down and save us and there's gonna be a rapture and then the chosen ones will be lifted from this earth. And somewhere I want to choose to use discernment is what ideas and spirituality neglect the responsibility that we have to this planet, to our brothers, to our sisters, and the people around us. Christianity is one example of this. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of new age spirituality is just as guilty in being like, we're going to shift to a different dimension from 4D to 5D, what it does is it offers you an escape for what's actually going on here today, right now. What, as a collective, are we all facing? Mm -hmm. Even if we're going through a period of time that us ourselves may be more privileged than another brother or sister. Absolutely. And that privilege is where we have an opportunity too, because some of us are privileged enough to sit on this couch on a random Thursday and have a conversation about spirituality, other people don't even know where their next meal is gonna come from. So they don't have the ability to say, hey, I would love to just ponder the universe. That's, that is a luxury to be able to do that. Okay. And so if we are someone that's able to do that, we're privileged likely in many other ways too. How can we give back? How can we make decisions that are in alignment with the collective? Mm -hmm. And that is such a challenge because we're also human, right? Like I think about this idea of escapism. To me, I hear like, I'm fearful of the world and I want out, right? This is scary, like fight or flight or run. I'm running, right? I'm getting out of here. And that's perfectly understandable because it's scary. There's scary things that are going on, but with that scariness comes all of us. Like we are magical beings here, earth side. And we have all of the power of the universe to be able to make change. And the more we can unite and be the collective that we are, the more we can make that change happen faster. With that said, that's really hard to do because it is a lot more clickbaity to hear all of the scary <laughs> things that are happening in the world versus mm -hmm. hearing we're all one. Once we're in alignment, we can end world hunger. Like that sounds so delusional. But it's not delusional, it's just so against all of the societal norms that we've created. Something Ashley was saying yesterday is like, we have been programmed to be scared of each other and to assume that the other people around us are coming at us, assuming the worst. And maybe sometimes we are because we're conditioned that way, but our true self in here, like our spirit doesn't feel that way. And so there's this discernment, I think, in like, what are my own beliefs even, right? Versus what are things that I've absorbed and I got this emotional reaction. And so I think I believe this because it, I reacted to it emotionally, right? But there's scary stuff everywhere specifically aimed at giving you that emotional reaction. So it's confusing. Like, how do you even know what you do and don't believe when you're emotionally reacting to things everywhere, rightfully so, because you're human. That's hard, right? It is hard. Along with the idea of escapism, is it, keeps us being an individual. If you're chosen and you're going to be saved, 
by whatever religion that you um, choose, it's really about you mm -hmm. and about yourself. When we choose to embrace our responsibility to each other and embrace our responsibility to our earth and our planet, it actually allows for unity and to trust each other, rely on each other and work together. That way we can all receive abundance. We are in a position where we can provide each other value, but when we're very focused on ourselves and our own ideology, our own religion, whatever that is, it puts a barrier between you and I, mm -hmm. where if we are, we all accept that we're here, we're all in this collective reality, no matter what it is we're experiencing right now, we have an opportunity to unify. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Something that came to mind when you were talking about this idea of just forgetting about the people around you, right? And like not really caring what's going on with them, just being so focused on yourself. I think about what can happen when you know we have a group of people and they are united in their beliefs they all believe the same thing it's really i think easy to start pointing fingers at people going that's wrong you're wrong you're wrong this is wrong this is wrong when one you don't actually know what's wrong right we won't know until we die <laughs> what really <laughs> happens right mm -hmm. and and two what does that do like that does nothing maybe feeds your ego right which is the opposite of what we should be aiming to do, that does nothing to help that person. Instead, what I'm trying to challenge myself to do, and I'm someone who I think I'm a pretty like not judgmental person, but I still can even start telling a story, right? About other people. And what I'm trying to challenge myself to do is ask myself why a human, not that human in particular, but why would just any human react this way in this situation? And I even applied that actually recently to something that my husband was doing that I just couldn't understand. I'm like, I don't know why in the world you're doing this. I don't get it. I can't wrap my head around it. You're driving me nuts. Why are you doing this? And then I paused for a moment after probably venting to her about it. And I was like, why would a human do this, right? And there are so many reasons that humans do things that don't make any sense to us, but mm -hmm. it takes us to pause set our ego aside and all of our judgment, all of the ways that we would handle something, because we are not them, we haven't lived their life, right? Set all that aside and ask why just a human being would do what this human being is doing. And there's so much understanding in other people to gain in that moment, but that takes so much intention. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard to do when emotions get brought into things, when it is something that you're really passionate about and someone's challenging you on it and you're frustrated because you have this really firm belief and it doesn't feel good for like firm beliefs to get challenged, yeah. but we don't get better unless we do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think as a collective right now, kind of what we're experiencing is how do we manage these big emotions that we have? Like maybe you watch the news and it's, it's banking on you having an emotional reaction to something. That's kind of how we've been programmed is to constantly react. Mm -hmm. We need to take a step back and actually start questioning ourselves. Like what do our emotions mean? How do they impact those around me? And a practice that I saw recently, which I think we can probably both relate to when it comes to road rage. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when you're like, you're in a hurry trying to go somewhere and that person is driving in front of you way too slow. Um, I actually saw this video over TikTok. A lot of us, our go-to is like, oh my gosh, this person must be a jerk. They must be stupid. They must be like, you start labeling They're not them. paying attention, whatever. Yeah. And this practice said to, um, rather than take the route of the anger, 
to try and figure out what's a more human response that we can assume of them like oh man maybe they're having a hard day they're maybe not so focused on driving maybe they're going through something rough and try to relate and find the empathetic route when you can practice that in all these random moments like you know if my dog pees in the house i might be like he is doing this to make my day harder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why are you doing this yeah. to me, dog? Yeah, all these little situations are very about us mm -hmm. and about what I'm trying to do right now. Absolutely. And the point is to find the empathetic route. How can we connect to this person that we can't see? Even if we can't meet them face to face, be next to them, looking them in the eyes in person, how can we connect to these humans uh, and be more empathetic? Absolutely. I What my brain went to, and I know I'm guilty of this, is this idea of being in those moments where another human's frustrating you there's something about that that makes you think you're perfect like those moments mm. it's like i've never done this before yeah. i've never been distracted while i've been driving i've uh -huh. never forgotten my blinker when we all do those things right. all the time exactly. like how often have we like arrived somewhere and we're like i don't even know how i got here right yep. we were probably <laughs> being that really annoying driver that whole drive did i stop in the red behind me to feel mm -hmm. right I'm the car behind you but how would I want me to be reacting in that moment yeah. and I probably was having a bad day if I'm driving like what I would consider to be a moron right like <laughs> I was probably having a rough day I was very distracted I was what maybe my toddler is screaming in the background mm -hmm. like there's so many life things that can come up yeah and it, we just need to give each other grace like imagine how many issues we would not have if humans just knew how to give each other a little bit of grace yeah I agree. Trying to find like those things that we all do but are annoying when someone else does them. What are reasons that I would do that myself? Mm -hmm. And then you can start to connect rather than reject and not trust and assume that all these people are out to get you. And I think that's part of why we react so much is to think everyone else out there has this ill intention towards me. And what a self-centered way to think too. Like the entire world mm -hmm. is conspiring either for or against me. Everyone, right. it's all about me. And it's like, no. Mm -hmm. It's about everybody. Get your head out of the sand. It's about all of us. Mm -hmm. But we innately, right? If you think about like our biology, it makes sense from a survival perspective, right? right. But we're not hunters and gatherers unless we're doing it for funsies anymore, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I'm sure I can't, that is a very privileged phrase I just said. But in America, this first world country we are living in, we don't have those problems, mm -hmm. but our brain is still wired for those problems. Right. And so that puts us in this position of everything is a threat. And our brain, from an evolutionary perspective, hasn't caught up to what our new threats are. And it's not the person that's driving someone in front of us. And it's not someone that's mean to you at a grocery store, right? Like, those are not the same thing as a bear about to eat your face. It is someone that kind of hurt your feelings, whether it be at a grocery store or online. And we ourselves have to do the inner work to not let it really impact us in a big way. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't feel the feeling, right? Like if I'm pissed because I'm behind somebody, I am genuinely irritated. Yeah. And it's okay to be mad. Like I can ride that wave of like, I am mad right now. Uh -huh. This is not a situation that I'm super proud that I'm this mad about it, but I am. So I'm gonna ride the wave of that anger. Right. And then I'm gonna allow myself to feel better after. So it's alleviating that shame that's involved in being a human too. And I wonder if our shame, as I'm saying this out loud, is why we're casting that negativity onto someone else. Like I would feel shameful of myself if I were doing this. So I'm shame, I'm feeling shame towards you and yeah. I'm shaming you for doing this. 
because my inner dialogue is really mean to me. Right. Well, so like we're reacting. So that's, there's two words there. It's reenacting. Mm -hmm. So you're reenacting something that probably has been done to you before. And now you're projecting it outwards onto someone else. So when it comes to emotions, you bring up a really good point of riding the wave because we don't want to reject those feelings that we have. We want to embrace them and find a healthy way of expressing them. Mm -hmm. That is something currently right now that I, I find a hard thing, like trying to find the neutrality of like, I have this feeling, what's the proper reaction? What's the mm -hmm. neutral, how do I neutralize the feeling? And that's being able to express it and also finding a way that we can express it without the shame afterwards because the shame comes from our decision making. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we usually mull over. If you didn't say something to someone that you mm -hmm. wanted to say and you left it bottled up, right. those are the things that I think about totally. at night is if somebody said something rude to me and I didn't express it, I'll be like, oh, I wish I, I said this or I wish I would have reacted this way. I wish I would have stuck up for myself mm -hmm. or maybe I wish I didn't react so hard. I wish I maybe stuck up for myself a little bit less. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then that shame is where you're repeating those same patterns then though, right? Because you're kind mm -hmm. of beating yourself up for how you acted in that moment. In that moment, you were just being a human, right? Uh -huh. You were having a human reaction to that moment. And there's definitely value in like reflecting on experience, but without the shame, right? right. And that's the difference of a productive, mm -hmm. introspective moment with yourself yeah. and a really unproductive and probably really harmful moment of really going through the cycle of things. And that's where I find myself in my own emotional reactions, I get mad at myself sometimes. Where I'm like, why did that get to you so much? That shouldn't have got to you. And it's like, why shouldn't it have? Like right. who says that that shouldn't have gotten me so worked up? Yeah. Someone somewhere maybe said that, but like it did get me worked up probably mm -hmm. because there's something underlying here. So if I can remove the shame, I can look and see what's beneath it. But right. if the shame is there, you can't see why that shame is there, right? You have to separate the shame so you can really take a deep dive of like, oh, I'm upset with myself because I scared myself. I reminded myself of my mean grandpa. This is very specific to me. <laughs> and some rage that I'm having, but like okay. you can understand the why more when you take that shame away from things. But right. the shame is so hard to remove and that's where it's like, why shouldn't it have? Like right. who says that that shouldn't have gotten me so worked up? Yeah. Someone somewhere maybe said that, but like it did get me worked up probably mm -hmm. because there's something underlying here. So if I can remove the shame, I can look and see what's beneath it. But right. if the shame is there, you can't see why that shame is there, right? You have to separate the shame so you can really take a deep dive of like, oh, I'm upset with myself because I scared myself. I reminded myself of my mean grandpa. This is very specific to me. <laughs> and some rage that I'm having, but like uh -huh. you can understand the why more when you take that shame away from things. But right. the shame is so hard to remove and that's where all of our spiritual work really needs to start is like, you gotta heal that inner child in there. And that's a constant ever flowing of healing. Like just yesterday I was telling her my inner child was being a little bratty. I could feel it coming out, right? Like <laughs> it will always come out and it just takes this like awareness mm -hmm. the best that we can to recognize that it's there and allow that not to make you upset with yourself, but instead allow that to show you where you have some work. Right. And yeah. that is going to change over time as new situations come up. It's like, Ooh, I've never been upset about this before, but right now this is really getting to me. I need to better understand this, right? That's going to evolve over time. So the more we can practice it now, even with like little silly stuff, right? Like if you stub your toe and you're pissed for like 10 minutes after that's a really good opportunity to maybe mm -hmm. understand like 
what's beneath this? Why did something that was like unexpected like that totally derail your mood for 10 minutes? Because yeah, it might hurt, but it should be something that we can get over relatively quickly. That's the first example I thought of. But I think it's a good opportunity for us to dig deeper and understand the why and sit with our thoughts and take the shame away and say, it's okay, I'm human, right? I am doing human things and that's okay. Like it is okay to have emotions. It is okay to be mad and sad and all of the different things. What's not okay is to continually beat yourself up for it, right? There's a, yeah, there's a difference between like, this was not appropriate mm-hmm. and I'm the worst. I can't believe I did that, right? Like those are two different things. Yes. And I'm still learning how to perfect them. But uh-huh. I think the more we can remove that shame, the more we can really understand ourselves and the more we can remove ourselves from our emotions because we are not them. Yeah. They just happen. Well, actually, I think that, like what you're saying about stubbing your toe and then having this big reaction come up, I think that's actually like a negative symptom of not properly expressing Totally. So it's like, if we had something that just really ticked us off and then we just brushed it under the rug, like boggled it up and then just continued to go about our day, never actually went away. It's just going to keep coming back up as something else. And when you don't deal with the emotion in the moment, and find a way to properly express that and let it out, then you have to actually start digging now and finding it. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more complicated the more we cover up what is going on with us. Like, I know last night I had a very complicated night with my children. Their ages are four and five, almost five and six, and they're going through this phase where they're just like, they're bickering, like nonstop. And that's normal. They're little humans learning how to communicate and coexist with each other. And I can intellectualize that, but I can't reject the fact that it annoys me. (laughs) It's so annoying. It's so annoying to listen to these little humans. That's like, I've had all this life experience. I know how to deal through this problem. And I've also shared the information with you, how to do it. And I just have to step back and let you simultaneously that's filling my cup up really quick. Mm-hmm. And the more I just try to be like, oh, stop, they're just kids. Um, I need to just close my eyes and pretend like I don't have feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I start shaming myself, like how dare you be mentally upset, internally upset with these little children when it's like, no, this is a frustrating thing to yeah, deal with. Like absolutely. I can accept that I am a mom who is frustrated right now but also it's up to me to put in my toolbox the right skills to properly manage my feelings. And sometimes that does look um, like if my child is coming up to maybe not tell me something very important that the other child did, it's a problem they can work through by themselves and I know that it's something they're capable of. That might look like, hey, you know what? When you constantly come up and tell me these things that your brother did and I hear that you didn't try to resolve the problem first. You're not in pain, you're not being hurt, you are safe. It makes mommy feel overwhelmed and frustrated Mm -hmm. and of course if it is a safety issue Mm -hmm. like there's emergencies to come get me and then there's also a time for dealing with problems yourself and gaining some independence and try first and then come get me. Those meticulous details in parenting, I have found that I need to accept my frustration. I need to be more vulnerable with my children and also letting them into my emotional world. Mm-hmm. Not trying to be this perfect robot who never experiences anything because that's when I have the bottle of rage towards my children. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and something that you and I have talked about so many times before is the valuable lesson that comes for your children 
in you expressing the way you're feeling, in you saying what you're going to do about that feeling, yes. how you're going to help yourself feel better, mm -hmm. all of that, if you just pretend like you're fine when you literally are boiling inside, what are your kids going to do, right? One day when they're boiling inside and they're like, my mom was perfect in these moments. I don't know why I want to punch a wall. Like, and then we restart the cycle of shame. Exactly. My mom was perfect and I'm horrible. What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And that exactly is probably why a lot of us have shame because I... I don't know about you guys, but I probably had some parents that maybe didn't teach me some of these skills. Like maybe emotional regulation wasn't super cool no. in the early 2000s. I guess talking about like, you know, how you can regulate yourself wasn't um, something that they just like talked about. They didn't even yeah. talk about going to therapy or anything. We've both been to therapy and I'm going back to therapy. There's no shame in therapy mm -mm. because we need tools. Like Ashley was just saying, we have to have tools in our tool belt. And we only have the tools that we have, right? Whatever life experiences we have, how we were raised, all of our nurturing experiences have given us tools or not. Yeah. And it's up to us to fill those gaps. And you fill those gaps by figuring out where the work is. By your kids bickering and arguing and doing all these things and you feeling this buildup because you're not expressing those feelings, right? It is a tool to be able to articulate how you feel, right? That is a tool yeah. saying, I'm calling, I'm putting a name on this, I'm angry, right? Mm -hmm. That's actually a tool, it sounds so simple, but like literally just calling out the emotion, Yeah. there's something that feels so like, I'm allowed to feel this way. Like yeah. I'm angry, that's okay. It's okay to, to be angry. Yourself. It's okay to validate yourself, it feels good to be like, I am angry right now, why am I angry? Yeah, I'm effing pissed right yeah. now, right? And like, you, that's okay, because you're a human being, you can right. do that. Now you're mad, you know you're mad, what tools do you have to help you ride the wave, right? And then come out the other side with a lesson. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what's something that we really do lack when we bury all of our emotions down. I, I definitely am someone that has done that and still does that, right? You pretend like you're fine. There's that toxic positivity, right? Like, I'm not a negative person. This is fine. This is fine. Just this raise your vibe. Yeah, just raise your vibe. Just like have a higher vibration. Just like yeah. get with, be aligned with spirit, man. Go yeah. manifest. Go whatever. And that doesn't work, right? That's not real life. Real life has contrast. Real life has peaks and valleys. We yeah. often talk about this with each other. And so talking straight and saying, hey, this moment I'm in right now, this mm -hmm. sucks, right? I don't like this. I'm having a hard time dealing with it too, right? That's something I've been struggling with. Speaking of mom rage is I'm like, I don't know if I have these tools. I have some tools, but not mom rage tools, right? Yeah. I think I need some help. And I signed up for therapy to get the help for that. But it's up to us to find where the lesson is. And you can only find the lesson. You can understand what the hell is even going on to begin with. Right. right? And that takes being very thoughtful of like, why am I mad? Take the shame away. Understand what's beneath that shame and why this is going on. So I can really understand how I can empower myself the next time. Yeah. And you empower yourself by gaining tools and then applying the tools, which brings me to something that I was thinking about last night, actually. There's a TikTok creator. Her name, I believe, is Jasmine. I think it's Jasmine's Garden. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I'm not. She's awesome. I really love her content. But she talked, and this was probably like a year, maybe a year and a half ago. She had a video where she was talking about like this addiction we can have to consuming content, particularly like spirituality related content because mm, okay. it feels good, right? You get that hit of like, I'm inspired. I feel so good. I want to do all these things. Swipe. I get another hit. I'm inspired. I feel so good. I want to do all these things. And you just keep doing this over and over. And there's never that practical application of it, right? 
And in that practical application, you realize where you don't have those tools, right? But we don't know that we don't have them until we start applying some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And as I apply my own spirituality into my day-to-day -day life, I realize I'm pretty fucked up, right? Like I'm kind of broken. <laughs> and that's like, why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? The internet it makes it sound so Yes, <laughs> it seems so easy, but in reality, it's really hard to do. Yeah. And so there comes a point in time, yes, come seek information, seek answers, seek understanding, but go out and do it, right? Yeah. Like go out, apply those things that you're learning into your life and figure out where the work is. Come back with intention. I'm intending to figure out how I can gain this tool get back out there and apply it, right? Like you, yeah. it's a, it's a give and take. It's a learn then apply, not just constantly learning. Cause that's very addicting and it feels really great, but it does nothing, right? right. It ultimately does nothing because then you're in these hard moments and you have, there's so much information there that you can't even pick one of them to apply because there's 9,000 ideas of what you could do, yeah. which goes back to discernment, right? This idea mm -hmm. of like, we need to be really thoughtful of what we're consuming what we're absorbing as our own belief system mm -hmm. and how we're applying that and doing that kind of give and take that back and forth of learning and application so that you're growing right because there's no growth without that yeah something that that popped into my head as you were saying that was so we live in a time where you can access so much information on the internet mm -hmm. to where maybe things like therapy don't sound so appealing because like why mm -hmm. do i need therapy i can go look up 10 therapists on TikTok. That's such a good point. So I think the difference is that you're constantly consuming that information. You're overloading yourself with solutions that you don't even know what to do and you're not consistent enough because really consistency is mm -hmm. what's going to make an impact, Absolutely. not the thousand different things that you try to mm -hmm. do. When you see a therapist, you meet with them once a week. They give you a specific thing to work on. Mm -hmm. I know, um, Going back to the identifying emotions, my therapist would give me a sheet with a bunch of faces on it that identified like, this is what overwhelmed looks like. Here's angry, happy. So when you're going through an experience, take a pause and I want you to identify your feeling. Look at the sheet and pick one. Mm -hmm. Because once you start getting curious about what it is, that's the first thing you need to do. Identify what it is and then you get curious about it. Like, oh, now why? Do I feel angry? This is just a small example of something that you may learn in therapy, but why it's so impactful is because the week that I spent identifying emotions, that's all I was focused on. I wasn't focused on the information overload and trying everything. I was consistent in this one thing. As I was parenting, I put my expectations for myself very low. Okay, I just need to identify these feelings this week. Yep. I am going to focus on this. You have seven days of being consistent with what you learned. Then you go and review it with someone and then they give you the next step. You're not just constantly like, I suck. Yes. <laughs> There's all these things out here I should know how to do. It's like turning the volume all mm -hmm. the way down and being like, oh, okay, I just need to do this one thing right now. And that's where you're gonna see an accumulation of emotional growth, spiritual growth is the consistency. Absolutely, it's that one step at a time. Something that I also really enjoyed with therapy, and you were kind of alluding to it, I just want to specifically call it out, is this idea mm -hmm. of like accountability, right? Like, oh, yeah. someone's going to ask me about this in a week, and they're going to ask mm -hmm. me how it went, so I better do it, or else I'm going to be super embarrassed and be yes. like, I'm here, I'm asking you for help, but I'm not doing what you told me would help right. me, right? So there's this extra motivation, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, I know if I am depressed or super anxious, 
I'm probably lacking in the motivation arena, right? And so why would I be, if I'm really, really down on myself, why would I be motivated to better myself when my self-talk in here is like, you don't deserve it, all of the things that can happen, right? The why is my therapist is gonna ask me and I'm gonna be embarrassed, right? And at first, that, that's a really good motivator, right? Because when you're deep in the trenches, you aren't motivated for that stuff. You're just like, this is how I am. Like, I am just like this, life is gonna be like this. You tell that story, which obviously takes away all of the empowerment because we can do so much, but that depression tells you a very different story. So just that small bit of like, she's gonna ask me this, so I better do it. That motivating you maybe to start, right? If that's where you are, eventually that won't be your motivator anymore. Cause eventually you'll be like, oh shoot, I'm seeing all of the positive impacts of this in my day-to-day life, right? I'm seeing, I'm speaking on behalf of her for a moment, I'm seeing my ability to teach this to my children, right? And those men that you really loved when you were in therapy too, and I'm excited about this go around. Like mm-hmm. there are other motivations that will come eventually, yeah. but maybe if you're someone who's curious about therapy, maybe your motivation to, to take action as your therapist says to do so is just because you don't want them to be disappointed, right? And I think that's a good starting place. Yeah. Um, Something I'll also say, you brought up as you were talking about this to, to start, is just this idea of like, why would I go to therapy when I have a phone and I can access anything anywhere? And for me personally, a value that I really gained from going to therapy is I feel like I'm talking to like a very educated wall. Mm-hmm. And I say wall because that person doesn't have any sort of involvement in my life beyond this very specific situation, right? There's no bias. bias. I don't know her. I don't care about hurting her feelings to be totally frank, right? Because I'm not going to be mean to her, but the things that I'm saying aren't going to hurt her feelings versus if I'm talking to my husband about something, he's going to worry about me, right? I'm his wife. So he's like, Oh my God, you're struggling in this way. I'm so worried. It's going to impact him talking to a wall, AKA my therapist. It doesn't impact them, right? That is their job to do so but it's better than talking to a wall because they are educated people who then can personalize their recommendations for tools and things you can do differently based upon what you yourself are going through. Mm -hmm. And so what I love is that we both have been to therapy. We have, I'm sure similar lessons and tools that we have, but they were totally different as far as how those tools are put into our tool belts. And that is a value in therapy, right? It's it's individualized versus Mm -hmm content online is like, how am I making sense for this within my own life? When you're in therapy, you might be told like, you're not ready for that yet. Like we got to dig deeper here. We need to figure out what, what's going on in your childhood, right? Like they're going to dig deep and deeper than we realize we need to dig until we go there. And then yeah. you go there and you're like, Oh, I need to go back to four year old me before I can get up to 28 year old me. Right. And you have to really kind of go through that cycle, um, which is very uncomfortable too. That's something I'll say. Going through therapy, when you really, really need therapy, it's hard. And I would just say we're going a little mental health here, which mm-hmm. I'm happy about. But I would just say continue because when you are in that place of needing to uncover things that are some deep wounds in there, I remember being in therapy and I was exhausted. Like every week I was so tired. You're talking about things that are really emotional. You probably avoid talking about those things because it sucks to talk about them, right? right? And because you're burying that for so long, you're burying everything that comes with that, including the emotions, including what those contribute to triggers today, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. it starts there and that's really uncomfortable, yeah. but it's only uncomfortable for a while. And then you realize just how valuable it was. So 
So if you are in therapy and you're in that phase, like this sucks. Like, why am I doing this? I feel worse than I felt last week. Mm -hmm. It's, you gotta go deep before you can come out the other side. Yeah. And so it's it's a good suck. Um, Cause you're facing things that you have pretended weren't there likely for a long time. Right. When you think about how many things maybe you haven't expressed and worked through throughout your life, cause maybe they were uncomfortable. You maybe at the time it was more beneficial to push past them, but you never circled around back to mm -hmm. letting that out and expressing it. When you go see a therapist, they're going to ask you questions that not the everyday person is going to ask you. You're going to deliver them a problem and they're going to try to figure out where is that, where did that seed start? Where mm -hmm. is this rooted? And now let's go deeper than surface level because a lot of our interactions in real life are going to be somewhat surface level. You may have people in your private circle who may ask a little bit deeper questions, but a therapist is going to go even deeper. If we're only willing to solve our problems at surface level, you might consume information via TikTok video. They're trying to solve the problem at the surface that weed is still going to keep sprouting. Mm -hmm. You're pulling the weeds. You're not actually going in digging deep the benefit of that place. on the other side, yeah, it's going to feel ugly for a little bit, but you're also going to be able to experience a much more deeper level, deeper experience, more rich experience of life. Absolutely. Because those roots, right, to use that analogy, that's where our belief systems live, right? Mm -hmm. Our belief of ourselves, our belief of our world, our belief of everything is in those roots. It's not in the leaves that we're picking off, it's when we get really deep we start to discover beliefs that maybe we don't want to have, right? For better or for worse, that's where they are. They're deep in there, in those roots, and you can't fully understand yourself right. until you dig deep, right? And that is ultimately the value, and it is going to be ugly for a little bit. We'll continue that. You can plant new seeds, right? You can plant new beliefs from there, and those new beliefs are beliefs that you are being very intentional of, right? It isn't beliefs that you grew up hearing or beliefs that you acquired through awful experiences. It's beliefs that you are using discernment. You are going out and you're putting intention into what do you want to believe, right? What's important to you in the world and how do you want to build this new belief system now that the roots of that toxic belief system, that plant that was having all these issues and built and whatever, that's gone and now you can start fresh and plant something new. It starts there, right? Getting rid of the roots and then planting something new well and if you think about cultivating a garden if you have a garden bed full of weeds it doesn't leave a lot of room for the new seeds and the new beliefs you need to do some serious weeding and upkeep on yourself on your own mental state and you need to start picking out some of those things that are no longer serving you so you can have the capacity for a new harvest absolutely absolutely well, we found our way back to the start in this conversation, so this feels like a nice, natural place to stop our first episode. I'm so excited that we got the opportunity to invite all of you into conversations that we are having every single day, all day long already. Uh, this is a really fun opportunity for us to get to do more of what resonates with us and really fuels our fire, and that is share it with the collective, right? Invite everybody else in. Because we, you know, are only growing so much together. We'd like everyone to grow along with us as we're navigating our own spiritual journeys and maybe helping you to do the same. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, we've got plenty more. We would love to hear more about what resonated with you, what didn't resonate with you, what you might want to hear more about into the future. This is something that, again, we could talk about all day. 
every day. We already do. So the camera is just involved in something that was likely bound to happen regardless. So we're really excited to get to continue these conversations with you. Just two best friends inviting the world in on our conversations about spirituality, mental health, motherhood, and all of the things in between. Like and subscribe <laughs> for more of this. And again, let us know what you want to see more of. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Bye.